Welcome to the Sisterhood & Co. podcast. I'm your host, Harriet Blevins. This podcast is designed to empower, educate, and encourage women of all ages and stages of life in their walk with God. Our goal and intent is to provide you with the best content and topics relevant to your lives as Christians. We will have conversations with other leaders all along the way and discuss topics all of us want and need to hear. I'm so happy you're here, and I hope you enjoy the journey with me. Hello, beautiful people. I am so happy you decided to join me on today's episode of the Sisterhood & Co. podcast. I'm your host, Harriet Blevins, and I hope you enjoy our time together today. As always, I want to thank you for dropping in because I know we are all busy. We all have a long list of to-dos, so thank you for being with us today. My goal and intent for this space is to create a place where women feel empowered to live out their God-given destiny and also to establish a dialogue that is interesting and culturally relevant to our lives today. So if you're new here, welcome. I hope you'll come back for more. Let's get right to our topic today. A few years ago, I read a book that I have gone back to over and over again. I think many of you would be able to relate, so I wanted to share it with you today. This book is called Necessary Endings by Dr. Henry Cloud. Dr. Cloud may sound familiar to you because he wrote the wildly popular book called simply Boundaries. Sadly, this book, Necessary Endings, came to me during a particularly difficult and sad ending of a nearly 20-year relationship. But for you, it may speak to endings relating to your finances, your career, your employers or employees, or it may also speak to a relationship that God is bringing to a screeching halt. The only problem is that God really doesn't halt it. We have to. Our part is to listen and to obey. So let's get into the topic today and unwrap it a bit. Before we start, I have a question for you. What do you want? I mean, really, what is it that you truly want out of life? Have you ever even stopped and given any thought to that? Many of us go along and just take what life throws at us, but I don't think that's how God really intended us to live. I think God wants us to step into our own lives fully invested and ready to take some responsibility for the outcomes of it. So what are your goals? Now, this is a very important beginning because you have to start there in order to define what should be ending. A few episodes ago, we talked about the Proverbs 31 woman. She had a strategy. A strategy, we said, is a plan of action, nothing more but nothing less either. See, she had a plan. If you and I are going to succeed at what God has called us to do in our lives, we need a plan of action. We need a strategy. It doesn't just happen. In that episode, we talked about how even science has proven that left unto itself, a thing or a person always tends to go to the lowest place. We don't tend to climb upward. We always tend to go toward the lowest common denominator. Why is that? I will submit to you today because higher is harder. Sometimes in order to go higher, we have to have an ending. The ending will be necessary. So today I want to specifically zero in on the issue of pruning that Dr. Cloud covers in his book extensively. 
John 15, 1 through 2 says, this is Jesus speaking, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Hmm. Pruning. It's an interesting concept, isn't it? Now, I have just started a small patio or porch garden. I don't really have any yard much to garden in, but I have a landscaped area and a really good size covered back porch. So this week, Tim and I went to Home Depot and we bought some new garden accessories and all kinds of plants. It's spring here in North Carolina and everything is beginning to burst forth with green and all the flowering colors of the azaleas and all the little flowering trees. It's absolutely beautiful. I had potted some small Japanese maples in these enormous patio pots that I have. They, they truly are like the size of a Volkswagen. They're huge. Um, but what I needed was some plants to underplant those with. And I also bought my first ever garden shears or clippers. On the outside of the package, they're called snippers because they snip little tiny things away. I, myself, am getting ready to do some pruning. I'm cutting away some of the smaller branches that are stealing away the nutrients that I need for the overall plant or tree to grow. It is absolutely necessary. If not, I'm going to end up with more of a bush than a canopied tree, and I don't want that. So pruning is actually a process of proactive endings. Now, what do I mean by that? I'm going to proactively cut away some stuff in order to get the best stuff. Now, Dr. Cloud in his book uses the example of a rose bush. The gardener intentionally cuts off branches and buds that fall into one of these three categories. The first, healthy buds or branches that are not the best ones. Number two, sick branches that are not going to get well. And then number three, dead branches that are taking up space needed for the healthy ones to thrive. One definition I read of pruning says that pruning is a function of cutting away to reduce the extent or the reach of something by taking away unwanted or superfluous parts. Pruning is what a necessary ending is actually all about. Pruning enables rose bushes and other plants to realize their full potential. And without it, they're just average at best and far less than they were designed to be. I mean, I don't think rose bushes or my back porch for that matter were created to be average, do you? I didn't think so. So then the question is, are we only achieving average results in relation to where we are? or where our business, or our team, or our finances, or our relationships are supposed to be? In other words, are we reaching our full potential, or are we drifting toward a middle that is lower than where we should be going? See, when pruning doesn't happen, average or even worse is what will occur. Now, some of you may already be squirming. You may be saying, but Harriet, I hate change. And pruning is going to require me to change something and that makes me feel afraid and insecure. You may have an internal dialogue going on by now that sounds a little bit like that, but stay with me. Because I think by the end, you're gonna see the need for pruning in your own life. Now, it's not easy. 
but it is necessary for you and I to get the life results that we are all looking for. So as we take a look at our finances, our businesses, our relationships, we can ask the honest question of, where am I out of alignment? Now, only you can truly answer that question. I can't answer that for you. If you had an infected tooth, would you want to pull it? Well, no, of course not. However, if you didn't, you would lose that tooth anyway, and most likely other ones with it because of the infection that is now affecting the other teeth. Necessary endings. See, pulling that infected tooth will hurt you, but it will not harm you. And there's a difference, you see. We all hurt sometimes in facing hard truths, but it makes us grow. It can absolutely be the source of enormous growth in our lives. That is not harmful. Harm is damaging. Facing reality is usually not a damaging experience, even when it hurts. Reality sometimes makes us face things that hurt, and that can be a very good thing. So, in remembering our three buds that have to be pruned, remember, the good but not the best, the sick ones but not getting well, and then the long-since dead ones, when we remember those, it's easy to leave them just over in the theory column. You know, we, we just, we just want to leave it someplace and, and look at it kind of like a theory. But we cannot execute endings in theory only. They have to become a reality. That's why it's of utmost importance and priority that we know the goal that we're shooting for. What we are looking for in this one life given to us by the one and only God of the universe. So what is your standard? And by that I mean, what does healthy look like to you? What does wholeness look like to you? See, if we don't know what a healthy rose bush looks like to begin with, then we certainly don't know what the end product's going to look like, right? Or even should look like. What is your standard? I ask this because doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, is not only crazy, it is a recipe for staying stuck and not getting the rose that you want. Can your issue be fixed? Or are you indulging in what Dr. Cloud calls false hope? See, sometimes the best thing we can do in a situation that's clearly not working is to give up hope in what we're currently doing. Now that sounds kind of bad, doesn't it? But the book of Ecclesiastes tells us there is a time to give up. Wise people know when to quit. Winners don't keep throwing good money after bad. If the horse is dead, dismount. Some of us are born fixers. We fix and we fix and we fix. And we actually think if we surely, if we stay with something long enough, we'll be able to fix it. But I can tell you more times than not in my own personal experience that I have rarely fixed anyone or anything. Sometimes it's simply time to move on. The very nature of life is that not all people are for you. 
Some people are not right for you and they're not right for me. And that's a hard truth for some of us, especially people like me. I consider myself as a minister to be in the people business. Ministry is the people business. I have often just taken the responsibility for something, for situations and wrongdoings in order to please or appease others. And let me tell you, it never works. Why? Because when I do that, I have to be untrue to myself. I have to be untrue to who I am, which means I'm lowering my standard. And when I do that, it never works. And guess what? They still leave. Sometimes I do better in truly just valuing people and letting them go. As the wise words of Elsa, let it go. And every time I do that, God comes along later and he shows me where he was working the whole time in a beautiful pruning process to bring about the best instead of just what was good. Now, this is also true in your business, in your finances, or the teams that you may be leading. Good, but not best, sick and not getting better, or dead wood taking up space. See, all three can be seen in the pruning areas. Now, before I end, let me say this to you. Pruning is not easy. Pruning is not easy. Pruning is not easy. It's been much easier for me to sit and speak to you through this podcast than it ever is to prune anything. But sometimes there's an ending up ahead for all of us that is absolutely necessary. It is necessary to who you and I are becoming. We are all becoming. So in the next episode, we're going to discuss how we can normalize endings. I promise there will be something in it that you can take and use. Today, I want to pray for you as we go. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. I thank you, Father, for every listener. Thank you for their beautiful journeys and the callings each one of them have. I pray today, Lord, that you will call each of them higher. Sweep away the fear or the anxiety that may desire to come and crouch at the doorway of their new beginning. And let them know, God, without a shadow of a doubt that you are right there with them. Help them to know where to take their garden shears and prune away. Point out to them the places in their own lives and relationships that are no longer fruitful. Show them a fresh and new way today. Jesus, give us all the bravery that we need as we step out into the necessary endings we need to. We love you, Jesus. We are first and foremost yours, and we give ourselves to you afresh and anew today. In your mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Okay, as always, I want to leave you with a tip of the day. So today's tip is all about routine. Now, many of you already have a daily routine. That's great. But I want to ask you, is it serving you? Do you feel crazy every morning as you're trying to head out the door? Do you feel that you never have time to do your own life well? Well, if you answered yes, then you need a routine that works for you. And I want to suggest to you that it may just be a new nighttime routine. That's right. Not a morning routine, but a new nighttime routine. Did you know that you can almost assure yourself of a better day by planning and taking some intention with your nighttime? It's true. 
By taking a few extra minutes at night, you can set yourself up for a better day tomorrow. For me, that looks like cleaning up the kitchen after dinner. I don't want to get up and see a sink full of dirty dishes in the morning staring at me before I even start my day. So I want to take a few extra minutes in the evening to clean up and to put away any things I need to, maybe laundry, just to straighten up things. Next, I lay out my workout clothes. See, I'm a morning exercise person. I would never exercise in the afternoon because by then, all my energy is spent. So first, I check the weather forecast. Then I go and find whatever is necessary to go to the gym or to go on a walk or whatever I'm doing that day. That way, I don't even have to think about it in the morning. I waste no energy on that. I just put my clothes on and I'm ready to head out the door. Now, that would be harder to accomplish if I had to dig around and find clean workout clothes every morning and go figure out what the weather's doing. Next, I check my calendar. I get a look at what's scheduled for my work day and for the the next day. I'm doing this in the evening. I also do it on Sunday evening just to give me a glimpse of the full week ahead. I take any time I need to prepare for the coming work day. Then I'm ready to head to bed, and I don't have this list of to-dos just hanging over my head in the morning. I'm ready when I get up. Now, I don't know what this means for you, but you can tailor it to whatever fits you in your family routine. When I had kids at home, this meant I had to pack the lunches the night before and sign any paperwork that needed to be turned in the next day. I also tried to have some kind of meal plan in place for the week ahead. Any prior planning that I could do was helpful, not just to myself, but to my kids and my husband. So whatever it is that you need in place to have a great start of a day, then do it the night before. Get it all lined up, get it ready to go. And that way you can start your day successfully and not stressfully. All right, that's all I have for you today. I hope you heard something here on the Sisterhood & Co. podcast that you can take and use in your own life. As always, I want to end with telling you to go make your one life awesome. Awesome. 